Hi, everyone. Welcome to Be The Flame. I am your host, Amy Barilla. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Flame, where fire and magic meet. I'm really excited to be here with all of you today because I have a very special guest. Not only is she an amazing psychic and energy worker, but above all, she's my friend. (laughs) And that matters more to me (laughs) than the work that we do at the end of the day. So I want to welcome my friend, Jane McGuire. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. We've been talking about this for a while and it was a no-brainer for me to invite you on as a guest so we can share the space with everybody listening mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about um, the work that you're doing in the world and then taking that a step further. And we're going to get on into some deeper things, sure. but tell everyone who you are. Who, like, who are you? Okay. <laughs> I am Jane McGuire. I was born in San Francisco to two Catholic parents. My father was Irish Catholic. My mother was French Catholic. Both were attorneys in San Francisco, so there was definitely that interesting upbringing. Yeah. And I've kind of had this career, different careers in my life, and they've all pretty much started with the letter P. Preschool teacher, paralegal, pranic healer, psychic. And I've been intuitive since I was little, which growing up in the 1960s in San Francisco and being intuitive... You know from being Catholic, if you're Mm -hmm. intuitive, you're possessed by the devil. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Mm -hmm. not to mention I also had epilepsy. So, you know, you add those two together and then you have my parents who absolutely did not believe in intuition. Even though my dad's mother, my intuition runs through that line, through the Irish side. So my grandmother had what she called thought power, Grandma McGuire, which is we now call it clairvoyance, visions. She would see things ahead of time. I think that I got the intuition before I got indoctrinated into the Catholic Church. (laughs) Which is pretty much the case for most of us. Right. You know, and and one of the things that um, Jane and I have in common is that we were both raised Catholic. I was raised Italian Catholic. My father was um, Lutheran, but not practicing. Right. You know, he never practiced anything religious. But it was never a problem in our house when my parents were married that my mom was raising me Catholic. It was Catholic and that was it. There was no other option. Exactly. And my dad was comfortable enough in that. So that was never an issue in our Mm -hmm. house. But, you know, I I know we've talked a lot about this, the point in our life where we knew that what we were doing was not what we should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I definitely decided to go to paralegal school and get into the legal field because of my parents' career and my brother and all that. And I thought, okay, well, law runs into the family. So I looked into the paralegal field. I lasted about three and a half years. I did personal injury and I did family law, which is very intense, very intense. But it gave me a good background. It helped me really kind of develop some boundaries, apply some logic to my life, which I had not done. I had not mastered that because of the brain damage due to the epilepsy. But, and this is in the dark ages of the early 2000, when I was working for a local family attorney, Chandra Levy went missing. Remember Chandra Levy? Yes, I do. That was in Washington, D.C.? Yes, In the D.C. area? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a friend of mine who was on Metro at the time. He's still on Metro, so I'm not going to name him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had gotten a vision of where Chandra Levy was. And the vision I'd had was that off of a two-lane road in a national park by some trees. And this was before 9-11. So I couldn't understand why she hadn't been found. Mm -hmm. 
Well, obviously 9-11 happened and all the FBI agents were taken off of Chandra Levy's case and put on 9-11. And she was found a year later in pretty much what I described. So my friend had forwarded the information to F the FBI, but again, found a year later. Right. So that was one of the bigger things in this century. And that's when I thought, okay, I really need to look into this. So then I took a few more years and I started looking into intuition and de really developing it. Even though I had my first vision at age three, I had kind of suppressed it because that's the way I was raised. I was raised to not trust my intuition, even though my mom could confirm some of the things that had happened. Yeah. So let's kind of segue into when you made the decision that I'm, I'm putting the legal world behind mm -hmm. me and I need to start focusing on building a business mm -hmm. around these amazing gifts. That was in 2006. I had been giving uh, readings to friends, just, you know, practicing tarot cards, practicing channeling for six years before I became professional. Mm -hmm. I studied pranic healing. In 2009, I studied my first class in pranic healing. And then I was like, okay, I got to do this. I tried to get into Reiki because I know you do Reiki. Mm -hmm. It didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. The symbols looked a little too hard for me. It just was like, does not compute in my brain. Mm -hmm. So pranic healing was all about color. And I thought, oh, yay, I know color. I can dig color. <laughs> right? yeah. I've known my color since I was four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I can do that. And the whole premise of pranic healing was take out the bad energy, put in the good. So it made sense to me. And then I just really decided that I wanted to really look into this. Then I went to a place called Karmic Connection where I stayed for three years where you and I actually met. Yeah. And um, that was a, that was a good experience. And, and you know, I learned some good lessons there, but that was where Mary really started to get more involved in my life. Mm -hmm. I had lapsed mm -hmm. as a Catholic. I had walked away because of everything that was going on with the church, with all the abuse and, and all that. I walked away for 20 years. And I think we should note that when we refer to Mary, we, we mean the Blessed Mother. Yes. And a lot of what we're going to talk through today is the, the role that Mary plays not only in our two lives, mm -hmm. but her role in the world as the universal mother, yeah. regardless of religious affiliation, which exactly. I think is important because yeah. we've, you, we've got two Catholics sitting here right. yammering back and forth. But the role that Mary plays, not only in our lives, but the lives of many others, right. is not attached to Catholicism. It was actually a reprogramming for yes. me, getting back to her, because as a child, I didn't really understand Mass. you know. But when I went back as an adult, I went back every day for three years, I went to Mass. And then it was just more of researching why it was related to the Bible, what, you know, all that stuff. And I came away with a better appreciation of mass. And I think a lot of that had to do with the energy work. When mm -hmm. I would go there, I could feel the presence of Jesus. I could feel the presence of Mary and God. And I felt such peace. Mm -hmm. And that's worth its weight in gold because right. being raised with organized religion, Catholicism mm -hmm. in our cases, um, it was pushed down our throat for many, many years. Yeah. And it isn't until we are confirmed, mm -hmm. and I was 17 when I had my mm -hmm. confirmation, that was my introduction into the church really as an adult. Right. So now I'm an adult, a free-thinking adult, right. supposedly, in the Catholic church. And that's when I said, 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not aligning with all this stuff right. that was shoved down my throat for all these years. Exactly. And what am I going to do with this information? Mm-hmm. But I also want to make note that we're not bashing Catholicism no. here. Okay. However, I know that there are plenty of Catholics out there that are going to be listening to this. Yep. And they're going to light up like a Christmas tree because they're going to be sitting there saying, that's me. Yeah, exactly. And they are also spiritual beings. Exactly. And and that was a conflict. It was a conflict for you and I mm-hmm. growing up. And it was a conflict, you know, when you were married and raising your children right. and bringing your family up in the world. And it was a conflict for me um, when I decided to learn more of the spiritual side Mm -hmm. and learn the spiritual healing practices. And if we look back at the history of Jesus and Mary, and we look at it through the lens of spirituality, Mm -hmm. we're really continuing to do their works in our day-to-day lives, not only in our healing practices, but outside of that as well. Yep. And and you and I have talked a lot about this, and that's probably one of the many reasons we've become such good <laughs> friends is because we think so much alike on this. We do, and I thank Mary for connecting us. And I thank her, you know, every day too for this divine alignment and as, as we, you know, continue our friendship because it's needed now more than ever. Well, and I have to give Amy a plug here. I actually heard about you <laughs> when I was working at Psychic Eye. Uh-huh. I had a bunch of people that would come in and they would say, you know, Amy Barilla has the biggest Reiki circle <laughs> and and 40 people go and she's amazing. And, and so your universe was already yeah. setting it up back in 2014. <laughs> yeah, those were good days. You I'm know? sure because, because your reputation literally did precede you. Those were good days. You know, I I look back on that and I started the Reiki Circle back in 2009. Yeah. At the office, we had 20 folding chairs that we had in the back room Mm -hmm. for any events that we were having at the office. And I'm just like, let's just do it. Right. Right. Let's just do it. And then over time, I would come out and get ready to Mm -hmm. open the circle and there was nowhere to stand. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly were, what people were telling me. I had to push the adjusting tables <laughs> yeah. to the back office. There were like three people per adjusting table using it as seating and people were standing. And then I moved to the building, two buildings up, and they had a large conference room. And so I started holding the circle there. Mm-hmm. I guess the point, what I want to say is if you build it, they will come. Yes. And if you build it the right way, right. they really would come. And and so the listeners know, at that time, there was a Reiki circle every night somewhere in Vegas. Yeah, you could find them on basically any street yeah, corner. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. So the fact that yours got so big, and because I know other Reiki masters that would get five or six, but mm-hmm. yours got so big and had such a reputation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they started the angels and, and Virgin Mary started setting this up. <laughs> Karma Connection, I started to go back to holding classes. Are you raising an intuitive child? Um, full moon meditations, gratitude meditations, uh, psychic self-defense classes. And it went really well for a long time. Then, as as you know, from being in the spiritual world, the universe will send you people over and over and over again to get a message through to mm-hmm. you. It's called the mirror effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two by four. Right. Mm-hmm. So they started sending me clients who um, were targets. I don't like the word victim. Mm-hmm. They were targets of narcissism. Mm-hmm. And so I started holding a narcissist support group. Well, I found, and anybody that's into energy work is going to understand this, that when I held that, 
I walked out of the store feeling extremely heavy mm -hmm. because a lot of the things that are around these narcissists are not of the light. Mm -hmm. So little by little, the Virgin Mary would channel to me her technique of energy work, which she has since named it's divine peace healing based on the spray that she channeled to me. Mm -hmm. Which I absolutely love. And I use it on all my kids. And, you it's know, when I'm using spray. it on my kids and they're like, oh, you know, yeah. what is this? And, oh, I really like this. Mommy, can can we buy some mm -hmm. of this? I'm like, okay, just here's here's Jane's information. Right, right. Connect with her and she'll get it to you. And I will ship it to you. But it is an amazing spray. It really is. Um, it, and, and the spray came before the name of the energy work. I just knew that I was doing Mary's energy work, which is different from pranic and different from Reiki. Um, because even though we all have chakras, it's not chakra-based. Right. Um, and, and years ago, back in 2012, I really, really wanted to deal with PTSD because mm -hmm. I was working, volunteering at U.S. Vets, doing meditations and energy work there, showing up to all their events. For anybody that needs to know, U.S. Vets is, a, is an amazing organization. They have a, a place here. There's one in um, L.A., one in Hawaii, and one in Arizona. And they're really good about getting homeless vets off the streets, getting them help, getting them retrained, mm. and getting them dealing with their PTSD, their addiction issues, all that stuff. So they're, they're doing amazing. really good work. They're doing great work. Shout out to Shalimar Cabrera here, who's the executive director in Las Vegas. Awesome woman. Anyway, so... I started doing that, and that was when my desire, my passion for dealing with PTSD really got activated. So I did it with pranic healing a lot, and then I found when Mary started channeling, the Virgin Mary started channeling the divine peace healing to me, I found that it worked faster mm -hmm. and better because she explains to me, and I wish I had had this ability in high school when I took biology class. <laughs> yeah, if we knew then what we knew now. Yeah, if I knew how intuitive I could have been, I would have gotten a better grade in biology, that's for sure. <laughs> right. I always say if I only had someone like me when I was nine yeah. and I was riddled with, you know, anxiety and what I now understand mm -hmm. as sensory, sensory stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I could have used someone like me yeah. instead of, you know, being shoved in front of a psychotherapist and I'm not slamming psychotherapy. Right. But at the age of nine and 10, that's, you know, I needed something else. And that's why I would hold these classes of, are you raising an intuitive child? Right. Because even though my grandmother had that ability and actually sat down with my parents and explained it to them, I was raised to not trust it. And not trusting your intuition leads to all kinds oh, of issues, yes. all kinds. Yes. And if we can't support the intuitive child, especially mm -hmm. now in the world, I mean, we're not setting these children up for success and learning to trust right. themselves as they mature and, exactly. and experience different things out in the world. Right. And not because it's COVID, right. um, but just in general. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing so much of that now. Especially if you do go onto YouTube and you type in child has past life or a child goes to heaven and sees Jesus. There's just a lot of it because the message is important. That's why it's happening to so many people. Mm -hmm. But and you, you know, you work with children, mm -hmm. um, intuitive children, and children who are struggling. So it's crucial that they have a solid foundation of faith. And you and I are not here to say everybody has to be Catholic. No, because that's not how the Virgin Mary no, works. No, 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 no. And she makes sure to um, remind us of that. Yes. And sometimes she gets a little heavy. She leans in a little heavy, but lovingly heavily. But I will tell you, the number one thing she reminds me of is um, not having the expectation 
Right. So when we place too heavily the expectation, I can't ex- expect myself in someone else. Yeah. And she is a number one reminder of that mm-hmm. in my life. Right. So that I'm not set up for disappointment. Otherwise, I'd be under a rock. Right. I'd be continuously disappointed because I was setting myself up for, you know, being a, a train wreck every time someone didn't meet that expectation. She tells me when I ask her about her perspective on something I'm dealing with, oh, they're just confused. Yeah. Pray for them, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of, and I actually get a lot of pray for them. They're lost. They're having this issue. This is what's happening. I get a lot of that. And what that does is that stops me from being judgmental if I can see it from her point of view. And it helps me from being judgmental when I understand through her voice yeah. and her lens is that I can't put my I can't place that on another. But it's, you, it's you do an un- because we're human. Well, we're human. And right. she understands that. She's like, you are having this human experience. Mm-hmm. However, it's just a constant reminder. It is. It is. And it I'm is. okay with that now. Yeah. I used to get pissed. <laughs> and she doesn't. She when used she, to get really pissed. Well, you know, we're again, we're human. We experience the rainbow of emotions. I mean, God is love, but God also gets angry, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think a lot of people in this spiritual life actually forget that. Yes. I do believe that's why we are seeing a tremendous shift in a lot of relationships. Yes. I know I'm seeing that in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody else is seeing it in their lives as well. And as we are evolving and as we are clearing our own karma, Mm -hmm. that's just the natural order of things. And the way to clear karma, it's very simple. Forgiveness. Yeah, Forgiveness and there's that word. And and you know, all of you out, all of you Catholics out there, you can now raise your hand if the Catholic Church did not teach you how to forgive. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It doesn't, they preach it, they preach it, they preach it, they don't teach how. And that was my biggest complaint, I think, Mm -hmm. putting all the other abuse aside. Mm -hmm. The biggest complaint I had was they just don't teach forgiveness. But we're so focused on the forgiveness of others that we really don't focus inward on the forgiveness of self. And I think during these times that we're in, we have to have that day-to-day reminder that it's okay. I forgive myself for this, um, of these past transgressions, and I need to let that go. One thing I want to make sure that Mm -hmm. all the listeners are reminded of is that when we're talking about Mary, even though you and I are two Catholics— Mary was just a Jewish mom. Absolutely. And she had an amazing relationship with her son. Right? Typical mom, son. Absolutely. And she is, as we talked about before the podcast, she is the universal mother. Yes. You don't have to be Catholic. You don't even have to be Christian to work with her. You can be Buddhist. I have Buddhist friends working with her. I have pagan friends working with her. She will work with anyone. Um, all you have to do is just contact her. And, and I have to say one other thing. She definitely is the queen of angels. So if you're working with the angelic realm, you're also working with Mary. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's the queen of peace. Mm-hmm. Queen, you know, she's the queen of the angels. She's the yep. queen of peace. But I feel that Mary is known as the undoer of the knots in our lives. And this is non-gender specific. We right. do not agree. Right. Men and women both have knots. Exactly. Things that are tangled up mm-hmm. in their lives. So when we call upon her, it's not about her um, solving everything for us, but it's about giving us enough clarity, enough peace, 
and enough wisdom so we can make the best choice or the best decision to help us undo the knots. And helping us take accountability for our role in those (sighs) knots also. I know how, you know, that seems to have a bypass effect oftentimes, you (laughs) know, how, I mean, I know I've done that. I'm like, well, I'm just going to blame them. Right. And I'm not going to take any accountability for the role I played in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's very important that we have accountability, responsibility, Mm -hmm. and we have vulnerability. Yes. That's how we heal. If we're not going to expose the underbelly Right. I think we're kind of missing out on something here that's really important in terms of our own well-being. Well, because when you go into that energy world, when you get rid of the bad, you have the ability to add more good. And working with the Virgin Mary and working with her divine son, Jesus, you're going to have more of that peace. You're mm-hmm. going to have more of that calm and that centered and that unconditional love of Jesus. And it, and, and it's not specific right. to any... right system of belief, system of healing, yep. thought processes. It's, it's, it's universal. It's metaphysical Jesus. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely yeah. the metaphysical Jesus. So we yeah. are just walking examples of their gifts. Mm-hmm. If you could share a channeled message that Mary wants each of us to know, what would that be? The love of Christ. It's mm-hmm. very healing. And in this world where we are constantly being gaslit by the media and facing anger, people have to be able to tune into the love of Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Virgin Mary, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's extremely healing. Mm -hmm. And relationships are, um, a lot of relationships are at odds right now. They're breaking up because the time is done. We're not supposed to be around toxic people because you can't heal in that toxic environment. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to walk away, find your true self, your true calling, and it somehow attach it to God. So in other words, that's what we refer to as leveling up. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of different words. Ascension, Ascension. leveling up. Yeah. Uh, living authentically, yeah. you know, we can we can rename it what we mm-hmm. want and repackage it, but it all boils down to the same denomination at the end of the right. day. Right. We all have a reason and a purpose for being on this life, and any number of spiritual authors have said this. Anyone from Louise Hay to Rick Warren, you know, you can you can name any of them, and they will all at some point say, "You have a purpose. You have a calling." I call it your God job. You have to figure out what your God job is, mm-hmm. or your divine job. Yeah. Or your universal job. Exactly. You know, for those that may resonate a little bit better. And then, like you said, you have to build it right. Oh, you've got to build it right. Right, yeah. Uh, If you're not going to build it right, it's not going to thrive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, thank you for that. That was a beautiful channeled message through the eyes of the Blessed Mother, the undoer of knots in our lives. Yes. Yeah, amen. Mother of compassion and mercy. So, Jane, if others out there want to get in contact with you, please share how they can find you. You can email me at pranic, P-R-A-N-I-C, jane59 at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Jane McGuire Divine Peace Healing. Awesome. And we'll also add all that contact information in the show notes. So if someone out there wants to get in touch with you, they know how to find you. Awesome. So it's really important that we start to get some questions and feedback from all you guys. I want to be able to have future episodes where I'm answering those things for you on the air. So in addition to posting comments uh, on the show notes, 
I also want you to send us an email so we can start to answer things for you and asking questions. So the best way to do that is send me an email at amy at com, and we'll look over all those fabulous questions and look at answering them on a future episode. Thank you so much. So it's time for our crystal wisdom. And I I think the stone for this week's episode is spot on perfect for Mm -hmm. all the stuff Jane and I have been talking about with each of you today, and that is celestite. I absolutely love celestite. I have several pieces. I have I have one that's in the shape of a heart given to me by a friend. But yeah, it's a beautiful that's stone. That's in your office. Uh-huh. I know it just is. where that yeah. is. <laughs> I've sat by it many times. Yep. So celestite is this pretty bluish, grayish stone, and it is an angelic stone. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking a lot about calling in the angels, working with Mary, the Blessed Mother, on that realm. And this is a perfect stone to have um, in your office, in your healing space, in your bedroom. I've had Celestite in my bedroom, and it's not disrupted my sleep. Yay. So because it's calling in the angels and also our supportive sleep angels and Mm -hmm. our dreamtime angels. So when we have Celestite nearby, it's very soothing. It's very calming. And it's also the stone of communication. And it's also blue, the Virgin Mary's favorite color. (laughs) Yes. Yes, she is often adorned in blue. She is. And communication, having better communication is vital. Yes. And communication's hard. Right. It's it's the root of most problems is people miscommunicate or misunderstand. Correct. And then what happens? We stuff and suppress it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it sits somewhere in the body, if not in the throat chakra, in the heart, if not in the heart, mm-hmm. in the gut brain. And then we have dis-ease and imbalance. Right. And um, I think a lot of that comes from how our parents communicated in childhood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Not to blame our parents because I don't right. want to go there. But, you know, it, it sets us up for how we're going to communicate in the future it's, as we grow and evolve. It's repeating patterns. And it is repeating And patterns. that's why things like NLP and watching your words and learning that words have power is important because your throat center has power. Mm -hmm. You have to speak it. Yes. But we're not only talking about verbalization, Mm -hmm. we're also talking about our listening skills Mm -hmm. because the throat chakra has tiebacks to the ears. And if we're not listening effectively, how the hell are we going to communicate effectively? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I'm working on kids and their ears are on fire, I'll often say, number one, let's look from the organic avenue. Do they have a history of ear infections? Yes, Mm -hmm. no, no. Okay, then it's a listening imbalance. And when you're a kid and all you do is listen to grownups order you around, you're going to get pissed off. Right. So there is going to be an imbalance. So that that too is where uh, Celeste can come in and help is communication, not only dialoguing, but listening as well. Yeah. Amen to that. So we're going to move on to our weekly card read, which I had Jane select from Everyday Messages. And again, <laughs> like using Celestite as our crystal wisdom, our card is spot on perfect. So reclaiming my patch of peace makes me calm, strong, and centered. Mm-hmm. And, and peace, you reclaim the peace by forgiving, letting yes. go of anger, and being in gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the two things that heal anger, forgiveness, and gratitude. So I want you to take a moment and I want to read this card back to all of you again. And I want you to start processing the words. Reclaiming my patch of peace makes me calm, strong, and centered. So now I can deliver your feet to the fire, which is your homework for the upcoming week. 
where in your life do you need to infuse more forgiveness so that that you can reclaim that patch of peace so that you are calm, Mm -hmm. strong, and centered? Where is forgiveness needed in your life? And you're probably all swearing on the other end listening because you know damn well where that needs to happen. And then you know from being in the energy world that when you forgive, that negative energy dissipates and then the positive energy goes up to the universal grid, allowing God more time and energy to put the love back into planet Earth. That's right, because it's it, what happens is we send it up, mm-hmm. it gets cleaned up, yep. processed, and recycled. It sprinkles back down on all of us exactly. as a renewed energy source. Yep. Who wouldn't want that? Right. Well, a lot of people are afraid to forgive or don't know how to forgive. Mm-hmm. And some people are afraid of letting go of anger because they've become so identified with it as a personality characteristic that they don't want to let go of that shadow side. Yeah, because then what's going to happen? Right. Oh, no. oh, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be peaceful. Yeah. You know What's and, that? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then they get this idea that peaceful is sitting in the mountains, meditating 24 hours a day and not going out and living your life. For a monk, that may be, but for you and me, no, we're going to go out and we're going to live our lives. For me, peaceful is glitter on my face, Iron Maiden blasting in my car, (laughs) and a latte in my hand. Right. That's peace. Right. Right? I feel good if I can do that. For me, it's Don't Stop Believing by Journey. (laughs) And I love that song too. But yes, I get what you're saying. So Mm -hmm. your, your feet to the fire homework for this week is where can I infuse forgiveness into my day to day experience? not only of self, but of others. And I will allow that to help me reclaim that patch of peace so I am calm, strong, and centered. Mm-hmm. And so it is. Jane, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank this you, thank you, thank you. This is an awesome experience. Yeah, and I'm sure that this won't be the only time that you and I are sitting here talking together. I so I look forward to future episodes <laughs> right? and um, having the sacred space so you can shower your divine magic to all those out there who need it, who are listening. So thank you again. And thank you for tuning in to Be the Flame. Have a good rest of this day. At the time of this recording, it is actually Friday the 13th. Yes, it is. Which is a very auspicious day. And it's a reminder for the divine feminine sacred energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got a bad rap for so long, for right. centuries, because they attached that to witchcraft and heresy and all that other ridiculousness. But now that we, you know, squash that, we can call that energy back home and uh, harness the power of the divine feminine. Absolutely. Rock on, ladies. Have an amazing rest of this day, everyone, and we'll see you guys real soon. Take care. Take care.